You're listening to We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a supernatural superfan and a supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. And this week, we will be covering Season 3, Episode 5, Bedtime Stories. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. And we need to talk about Sam. done and dusted have you seen those tiktoks <laughs> which ones there's a guy um i think he's i think he's from china because his tiktoks are always about chinese recipes but he'll be like viral chinese recipe um his english isn't super good but uh he'll like go through the whole recipe and at the end he'll go uh done and dusted delicious or something like that <laughs> Uh-oh. Every time it's really cute. <laughs> but he always shares fun recipes. Alrighties. Let's do this thing. Um uh, we gotta recap this episode. I don't think we got a recap last week. Did we not? <laughs> I don't know why Netflix skipped it. Yeah, Netflix skipped it last week, but we got one this week. Um and it kinda it's a pretty basic recap. We get like the history of the cult, um, how Bobby fixed it, how Ruby helped Bobby fix it. Uh, Dean's deal, and then, of course, reiterating the question from the end of last episode, which is whether or not Sam came back 100% Sam. So, that is where we stand at the beginning of this episode. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, we head into the cold open. Alright. Which is me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep, they've turned. <laughs> um, We're practicing taking turns more. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I tend to dominate. So. Well. Babe's going to kick things off. You know more about Supernatural than I do, so. I also have a weird memory for the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it opens at night on a, like, a construction site. And there's three, um, three men that are arguing about different building materials so i assume they're like construction workers that we've they're like brothers oh, that her. do construction together i guess oh you froze you froze <laughs> i was i don't know where you're... i was uncomfortable because you were like staring at me smiling without blinking i'm like oh no what am i doing wrong <laughs> And then I realized you froze. Great. I think. <laughs> I don't know what it, I don't know. It was making me really oh uncomfortable. I'm like, you gotta time. stop doing that. <laughs> then I realized you froze, so. <laughs> um, I can stare at you like that if you want me to. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're kind of like arguing about different building materials. They have different opinions about wood and brick. Um, and then one of them hears like a weird growling sound nearby. Um, he kind of looks around, but he doesn't find anything. And then um, as they're preparing to leave, one of them gets attacked by an unseen creature. Like the camera doesn't see what happens. 
Mm-hmm. I think the camera sometimes goes from the monster's point of view, too. Yeah. So, like, kind of jump back and forth, but we never actually see what is attacking them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so one of them runs to help the other one, and then another one hides behind a pile of bricks, and there's, like, these terrified screams echoing around, and he kind of, like, zoom in on his scared face, and he looks around, and he can see the corpses of his brothers, um then you hear like a low growling and it, it kind of cuts to like the monster's point of view as he gets attacked and then he it's... screams and we get the splash screen and then a flash screen <laughs> just that shot of when the the camera's like lunging towards him and he screams and it's really oh, and, it's something and as the monster's uh, attacking his brothers we get more fake blood splatters everywhere Oh yeah, yeah. The return of the blood splatters. Big dramatic fake blood splatters. <laughs> Lots of those. Um, and from there, so we yeah we get our splash screen and we cut to the Impala. The boys are on the road, um, and they are having an argument. <laughs> Sam wants to use the cult to kill the Crossroads demon at or to make the Crossroads demon release Dean from his deal. Dean is like, no, already talked about this. I, I try to get out of this deal in any way, you die. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Dean pulls the I'm the oldest card. <laughs> <laughs> Never done that one. He's <laughs> the oldest of five kids. <laughs> um, so he's like, oh, what is his exact line? Um... Uh... I'll just look at the transcript. Boop, boop, boop. Um, he says... Uh, he says, I'm not, ha- I'm not going to have this conversation. And Sam's like, why? Because you said so? And Dean says, yeah, because I said so. And Sam's like, well, you're not dad. And then Dean's like, no, but I'm the oldest. I'm <laughs> <laughs> doing what's best. Uh... And then he asks Sam to tell him about this psychotic killer that they are uh, heading off to hunt. Uh, they suspect it may be a werewolf. Um, Which is a fair assumption. <laughs> yeah. Sam says um, the full moon is Friday or something. Um, yeah, full moons is Friday and that's the last time it changes for a month. That is, in fact, how werewolves work. Or how full moons work. <laughs> like, um, yes, that's how full think, moons work. They are only once a I month. I think Sam's saying that's the last time it changes for a month in reference to the werewolf, but it sounds like he's saying it in reference to the moon. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yep. That That's how a lunar cycle works. Good job, Sam. Stanford student Sam. <laughs> yep. And then we arrive in Maple Springs. Oh yeah, that's me. Sorry, I'm not used to this. <laughs> okay. Um, so they visit. We find out his name is Kyle, the the last brother who survived the attack. Um. So he did actually survive. It made it seem like he was gonna get killed too at the beginning, but he's still alive. Yeah, it made it seem like he died a brutal death. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
he doesn't really want to talk about it but sam and dean prompt him to give a description of what happened and of the killer because they're posing as i guess either was it cops or fbi agents they're posing as detectives. Oh, detectives, um, yeah. He thinks that they're the sketch artist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he thinks <laughs> that Sam's a sketch artist. Um, so he describes the killer as just a normal-looking man. Um, he does give a description that the man has a like a Roadrunner tattoo. Which means... Made... Uh, it's Wiley Coyote. Yeah. <laughs> and... It's not Roadrunner. He says, what's the guy that chases the Roadrunner? Yeah. Um, Which made Dean Dean's excited. like, oh, Wiley Coyote. <laughs> yeah, Dean, Dean's very excited because he got that reference. Um, <laughs> Dean's a nerd. <laughs> so he asks... Oh, that's later. Okay. Um, so, let's see. Uh, the doctor comes in, I think. Dr. Garrison. This is where you meet Dr. Garrison. Yeah, Dr. Garrison comes in. Okay. Your turn. <laughs> um, oh, yes. Sorry. Do, 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 do. I shifted my things around. There we go. Um, yeah. So, so Dean goes off to ask Dr. Car- Garrison some questions uh, and throws Sam under the bus as being the sketch artist. <laughs> I love that Dean, every time, like, something slightly artistic comes up, Dean's like, yeah, that's his area. (laughs) (laughs) Then Sam is like, help. (laughs) Because we got, like, uh, in Hookman, specifically is the other instance I can think of, where Dean's like, he's the artist. Things he can do with a brush and make Sam, like, paint the frap guy's back purple. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sam is actually a kind of okay artist uh he just doesn't seem to do too great under pressure also he's not a trained sketch artist not not, um good evidence in this episode (laughs) about his artistic skill (laughs) but like we see him like draw those incredibly detailed trees in home yeah um and that's really good and he's very good at that image in his dreams a lot so that probably helps yeah uh he's also very good at like symbols and stuff like sigils and um devil's traps and things like that Um, but he's not so hot under pressure (laughs) (laughs) he's good at drawing objects maybe not people (laughs) people are hard yeah they are it's a whole Uh, different skill set i think oh something i specifically noticed um kyle says this is when Kyle it gets revealed that the two guys that died are Kyle's brothers um he's like you know my brothers are dead how would you feel yeah. and Sam says I can't imagine anything worse uh and Dean like like there's a very pointed cut to Dean <laughs> as he looks at Sam and it's so interesting to think about like there are two different sides of this because on the one hand Dean's like yeah why do you think I sold my soul like, because having, like, Sam dead was the worst thing Dean could ever imagine. And Sam's like, why do you think I'm trying so hard to save you? Yeah. <laughs> because I can't live with you dead. Like, that's the worst possible outcome to this. And, like, like they understand each other, but they're not understanding each other. <laughs> they're both very set 
in their view of the situation, uh, which is why they've been having big arguments like the one at the beginning. Uh, I also think that Dean sometimes forgets that Sam loves him as much as he loves Sam. This kind of brought me back to the end of season two when uh, Dean's like, it's my job. I got to look out for you. And Sam's like, what's my job? Like, what am I? What? <laughs> you think you have the monopoly on taking care of your brother in this relationship, Dean? And Dean's face is like, he's like, what? Because he's never, he'd like never really considered the fact that Sam would want to protect and take care of Dean as much as Dean wants to ha- protect Sam. Yeah. Like, that the feelings are reciprocated. Yeah. <laughs> that Dean, Samson's not, st- not just sticking around out of like familial duty he actually does love his brother a lot mm-hmm. i dean definitely forgets that dean has trauma it's it's okay <laughs> uh <laughs> um yeah cut back to sam and kyle which is the victim's name um so he assumes Sam's the sketch artist and he asks to see Sam's sketch. And Sam's he's like, like oh, don't I get the look? Sam's like super hesitant. He's like, oh, um, yeah. He's like, it's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. Then it just cuts to the stick figure, like really bad stick it's figure. It's so funny. With like big teeth. It's so funny. <laughs> like this evil teeth grin on his face. And you just cut to Kyle like giving Sam like a really sympathetic look like, oh. Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) (laughs) He looks at Sam like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's so good. Oh my gosh. For reference, if you don't remember what it looks like, see our podcast art for this episode. (laughs) Is that what it's going to (laughs) be? I love it. (laughs) Did you lose your spot? Oh, I thought you froze again. You keep you keep oh, no. holding really still, and I keep thinking you're freezing. <laughs> what? I love you. I'm just sitting here. Um. Um. So Sam leaves, and Dean teases him. <laughs> yeah, Dean gives him some shit. <laughs> I don't remember that part, but. <laughs> hey rags on him for the drawing oh <laughs> dean is of course you put him you, in that situation wait, it's your fault dean <laughs> yeah um but yeah they don't really got much to go on um and this is where we meet our next um survivor oh, really at this point in time i think they still assume it's a werewolf right yes okay yeah they're still thinking, still thinking werewolf at this point. Um, it's this next, uh, next event. It's definitely not. That changes their minds. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if y'all can hear my ring rattling. I, I can't hear it. <laughs> I guess I'll find out in the editing process. Um. It's the ring I gave you. So this is when we are introduced to our next, um, survivor. Her name is Julie. Oh, she and This time the, Okay, so the super wicked called Ken her husband, and then, like, a paragraph later called Ken her boyfriend. So Wait, what? Really? <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. They're they're obviously like a couple. Um I think, I think her, they're married. I think they're married too. Um so Julie and Ken um have been out on a hike uh and gotten lost. 
Uh, they are out of food. They're out of water. They have no idea where they are. <laughs> when they encounter a little house. Um, and this sweet old lady comes out on the front porch and is like, you guys are really far off the trail because I'm like the only house out here. Like, you're really far from civilization. And they're like, well, can you just like point us back to the road? But Ken is starving and spots like the pie on her windowsill. And she's like, no, come in and rest a little bit. Um, and she gives them some pie, which has drugs in it. Um, because of course. <laughs> she drugs them. <laughs> uh, and then while they're both like down, she pulls out a, uh, like an eight inch chef's knife, uh, and starts stabbing Ken. The way that she's stabbing, stabbing him, him, she like does like a slash and then she like just starts like, like daintily stabbing him with this knife. <laughs> It was so, so good. <laughs> uh, all right. So while Ken is getting murdered by a grandma, um, <laughs> we cut to a dark, a gorgeous little dark-haired girl in a white dress watching from outside the window. Um, this creepy old lady does a fantastic job, by the way. She's so good. <laughs> She's very creepy. <laughs> she kills it, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and we now we're back at the hospital. <laughs> we spent a lot of time at the hospital in this episode. Uh, probably more than we did in the episode where the doctor was the bad guy. <laughs> uh, something wicked. Yeah. Lots of time in the hospital. Um, Sam and Dean are questioning Julie, who is being kept for observation, and she says she explains how she got away, which is that she um, she hadn't eaten as much pie as Ken had, so she was more lucid. And she shoved the old woman, um, who fell and hit her head on the corner of the stove. Um, and then she tells the boys about the young girl that she saw in the window of the house. But she's like, I must have imagined her because, like, like, what, first off, like, what on earth would a little girl that, like, that be doing up there? But also she disappeared. Yeah. Like, she just vanished. And now they're like, oh, okay, that's, that's new. <laughs> So they head out to check out this little old lady's house. How did they get the Impala up there? Well, I assume the lady. I guess the lady has a car too, so she's able to drive up there. You know. I guess so, but the way that it's like, the way that it looks when we first go to the house with Julie and Ken is that like the front yard doesn't have any like roads coming off of it. Like they stumble out of the woods into this clearing and there's a house. Pro- probably and it doesn't, on, in like, the we back. Don't ever... There's probably a road in the I'm garage guessing in the so. back or something. But the thing is the Impala is parked in the front. Oh, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like um, questions, questions, Dean. Uh, they find EMF readings. Uh, indicating a ghost uh and this is where sam's like hey i kind of connected some dots here i think i might know what's going on and he points out that the cases that they've encountered so far resemble fairy tales um specifically the three little pigs and hansel and gretel um, and he suggests that a spirit could be controlling the like, perpetrators again. of the murders. Huh? He froze again. Oh, I didn't know I froze again. What What did you say the last part? <laughs> I was explaining how Sam thinks that a, a spirit could be controlling the people that are, like, doing the crimes. 
Yeah, so they said they've he said he found EMF readings, right? Which yep. did indicate a spiro of some sort. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where he explains to Dean that uh fairy tales weren't originally Disney movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, so um, no. I don't really have too much lore on this. Let me see what the w- Super Wiki page has to say about it. Um, so the Super Wiki says that fairy tales are a subcategory of folk tales. Uh, tales told as fictional entertainments. Uh, they've been defined as a tale of some length involving a succession of motifs or episodes that involves in an, it moves in an unreal world without definite locality or definite creatures and is filled with the marvelous is never in this never never land humble heroes kill adversaries succeed to kingdoms and marry princesses they are not just explicitly magical but also take place in magical universes where no one's surprised by talking animals but they are considered today today considered benign children's tales the recorded folk tales which developed long before modern notions of childhood innocence uh, often contain dark and violent occurrences. Like many, many folk narratives, they may be cautionary tales about what happens when the desired dominant cultural norms are violated. Um, oh, according to the SuperWiki, in the in an early version of the Three Little Pigs, the third pig kills and eats the wolf. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I did know this one. In the grim version of Snow White, Snow White marries the prince and he forces the wicked stepmother to put on iron shoes which have been heated in a fire and she dances until she dies. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's something. <laughs> yeah. That's something. <laughs> but Babe did a little bit of digging on fairy tales for us, didn't you, my love? Yeah. What did you find? Um, I looked up Grimm's fairy tales. Um... So I just took some snippets from the Wikipedia article, which is very long. So I just took a few snippets. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) Um, So Grimm's Fairy Tales is originally known as the Children's and Household Tales, which is a German collection of fairy tales by the Grimm brothers or Brothers Grimm, Jacob and Wilhelm, first published on 20th December 1812. Um, This first edition contained 86 stories. And by the seventh edition in 1857, it had 210 unique fairy tales. So it wasn't like the brothers invented these stories. This was just more them they, compiling the f- them, right? first ones to compile them all into one. Um, to write them all down. In one volume. And put it all in one place. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Um, so it says, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Ackham Ach- von Arnim and Clemens... Rintano were good friends of the brothers and wanted to publish folk tales. Um, so they asked the brothers to collect oral tales for publication. Uh, the Grimms collected many old books and asked friends and acquaintances to tell tales and to gather stories from others. Um, Jacob and Wilhelm sought, sought to collect these stories in order to write a history of old German hope posy and to preserve history the first volumes were much criticized because although they were called children's tales they were not regarded as suitable for children <laughs> both <laughs> for the scholarly scholarly information included and the subject matter <laughs> um, many throughout the editions such as turning the wicked mother of the first edition in Snow White in Hansel and Gretel 
to a stepmother were probably made with an eye to such suitability. Um, Jack Zipes believes that the Grimms made the change in later editions because they held motherhood sacred. So they changed the bad guy to a stepmother instead of the mother. <laughs> instead of a mother. Interesting. So maybe that's why we have so many wicked ste- stepmothers in fairy tales. Yeah. Because I guess, like, if she's a stepmother, then she's not technically their mom, which depends on the stepmother relationship that you have. Yeah. But Because I know some people don't get along with their stepmothers. And while other people, they're like, this woman is like the closest thing I've ever had to a mom, you know? So it's just (laughs) stereotyping stepmothers here. But (laughs) Yeah, so but if you go into that's why they changed it. If you go into the details of the Grimm brothers fairy tales, you'll see them being uh, probably much more violent and scary than your traditional fairy tales. (laughs) Which probably got turned over time to be more child appropriate over the years. Yeah. They got Disney fied. Um, one of the ones I remember is that Cinder in the at the end of Cinderella, the stepsisters and I think the stepmother get their eyes pecked out by birds. Um, <laughs> and um, I one version I've heard also includes the stepsisters like chopping up their own feet to try and yeah. make their feet fit into Cinderella's shoes. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think in Red Riding Hood, um, I think the hut, I think the huntsman, um, after he kills the wolf, I think he like cuts open the wolf's stomach to get the grandmother out or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, according to the Super Wiki, in the in a version of Red Riding Hood. From 1697, Red Riding Hood is not rescued, but is eaten by the wolf. Oh. Um, in other folk recorded folk versions, though, Red rescues herself by tricking the wolf into letting her leave the house to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Smart cookie. <laughs> I, I just think it's cool uh, that they had the no idea they wanted to preserve like the folklore of their like local town and the mm-hmm. oral history of all these fairy tales and compile them all into writing yeah. into one volume. It's super interesting. That's kind of how we have all these fairy tales still or because of them. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. Excellent. And of course anything referenced in our lore sections as always will be linked in the show notes for you guys if you want to do a deeper deeper dive onto the Grim Brothers yeah. and fairy tales. Um... Um, okay, so Sam speculates that the the little girl that Julie saw at the crime scene during the murders was, um, uh, was the, is the ghost, so they decide that they have to find, <laughs> um, who this child is. Um, so that is the the next step in the investigation. Is it my turn? Then? Or yep. Okay. Um, so Dean ends up going to the library. <laughs> I love his research. <laughs> <laughs> he seems so pouty about the research. <laughs> um, but he doesn't find any deaths or missing persons that match the description of the ghost. 
um, Sam finds information on a medium that would go into trances and be controlled by spirits. Um, Dean's skeptical about this. Um, He's skeptical about the, the entire whole, thing. Yeah, He's like, this thing is insane. <laughs> um, but they see a toad. <laughs> but then they're, as they're like walking by a house, they see a like a pumpkin in front and then some mice around the pumpkin, which further inspires Sam. <laughs> Yeah, they see a frog first. Oh, yeah. Um, and Dean says something about, I'm not kissing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they see the pumpkin and the mice. Um, and Sam's like, mice, pumpkins, Cinderella. Um, and we get a classic uh, from Dean, which is, dude, could you be more gay? As someone who thinks Sam is not straight at all... <laughs> That's a good question, Dean. Could he? <laughs> um, his lack of response speaks volumes, in my opinion. <laughs> it's it's probably more just um, who wrote this episode. Um, Catherine Humphreys. I don't remember what other stuff he's written. It's probably just more just like two thousand seven cultural homophobia kind of, but. Yeah. Uh, I choose <laughs> to take it a different way. <laughs> um, so they decide to investigate the house with the pumpkin and the mice. They just decide to break into this house because there's a pumpkin on the front porch. I just realized that. Yeah, and it's also around Halloween time, too. So like... I mean, they're, they're right! Dean's like, yeah, it's Halloween. Like, people put pumpkins out. Like, yes, there's... And, like, mice... Because mice are outside. But they decide that this is enough, <laughs> enough evidence to go to on go to investigate break, this house. To, yeah. to commit a crime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, it works out, but still, the logic. <laughs> um, so they go inside the house and they see, like, a blonde young woman um, who's, like, chained up to the stove. Uh, <laughs> She's, like, chained randomly. to a kitchen cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, that, It's a choice. She said that her stepmother kind of went crazy all of a sudden and chained and beat her up. Um, and as Sam's like talking to her, Dean sees the ghost of that young girl again. And so he like follows her um, into the front room and she disappears but leaves behind a red apple. Yep. Um, and like Dean asks Sam about what that could mean. Um, Sam connects this to Snow White. He says her stepmother poisoned her with an apple, but it didn't actually kill her. Instead, put her into a sleep like she's dead. Uh, someone pointed out, and I think it was, I don't know if it was a tweet or a TikTok or something. I think I've seen this in many different iterations over the years. Um, so it, in the Disney version of Snow White, the wicked stepmother, like in disguise, tells Snow White that it will like the 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 apple is like a wishing apple or something yeah and it will like make her dream come true and she like wishes for love in snow white's eyes unless somebody explained this what happened to her afterwards it worked <laughs> i mean it kind of did yeah <laughs> because she ate the apple and she woke up in her prince's arms <laughs> happily ever after <laughs> yeah, it's true. so technically the apple it worked, worked perfectly for snow white <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> ah, she got lucky. <laughs> uh, so the boys are like, okay, well, we've really got to find someone. Uh, they return to the hospital to look for, to see if anybody has any information about um, a girl who um, could match their description of this ghost. Um, the nurse tells them uh, that there's, she can't think of anybody. They, they're they specifically um, looking for someone in a coma, I think. Yes, that's when they're looking, yeah, that's when they ask about someone in a coma. You're right. Um, let me find. Oh, you froze again. The... Where is it? Um, she's like, yeah, we don't have, they ask a nurse about it. She says that they don't have any comatose little girls. And she says, yeah, it's mostly old guys and Callie, but she's been around since the nurse, since before the nurse even started at this job. Um, they're like, Callie, who's Callie? It turns out Callie is Dr. Garrison's daughter. She has been in a coma since she was eight. Um, we cut to her hospital room. We see a young woman who looks exactly like an older version of the, the, the yeah, little really girl. Does. This is some top tier casting. Excellent job. Um, and Dr. Garrison is sitting by her bed reading to her from, uh, the, I think it's specifically the Brothers Grimm. Yeah, it's the Grimm. Yeah, the kill. complete <laughs> works and tales of the Brothers Grimm. Yep. And she is reading. Which is a weird choice um, to read little to your Red Riding Hood. comatose daughter, but. I guess. <laughs> Let me read you violent fairy tales. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, and as as he reads, we cut to a man with a wily e. coyote tattoo, uh, who tricks an old woman into letting him help her with her groceries, and then he attacks her, shoves her into a van, and drives away. For no apparent uh-huh. reason other than to be a douche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so the boys come in to find Dr. Garrison. Uh, they ask him about his daughter, and they learn that she swallowed bleach, apparently, which is let, which is what led to her condition. Um, and her stepmother is the one who found her. Said stepmother died about a year before the events of this episode. Um, so the boys are like, well, putting two and two together here, uh, and speculate with each other that... Um, Callie was poisoned by her stepmother and that her spirit uh, is acting out fairy tales in an an attempt to, like, get attention and have somebody finally listen to her. (laughs) I forgot. I love that they have these kind of bizarre conversations just walking through a hospital, like, loudly (laughs) conversing about ghosts and stepmothers and fairy tales and... their stepchildren and fairy tales and stuff the, the kind of stuff that to an outsider would be the weirdest conversation to ever overhear especially and they're just walking through the hallways of this hospital especially from two people who are supposed to be detectives <laughs> yes <laughs> it's so weird it's so weird oh okay um so another victim is brought into the hospital it's the old woman that was attacked um they're saying that she appeared to have been attacked by a wolf um dean puts the thoughts together this yeah (laughs) dean puts the thoughts together about he was just hearing dr garrison reading a little red riding hood 
Um, so Dean asks the paramedic who the next of kin is um, and learns that the woman has a granddaughter and Dean's afraid that the granddaughter's going to get attacked next so he takes off to try and find her and leaves Sam to try and talk to Dr. Garrison. Good luck, Sam. <laughs> what? I said good luck, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> he actually does a pretty good job. Yeah, he does. Uh, the ghost helps. The ghost does help, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, we cut to a school where a, a young girl in a red hoodie gets into her grandma's van only to find the man with the wily coyote tattoo in the front seat. Uh, he, like, grins evilly and the doors lock and they <laughs> drive away as she's screaming. <laughs> it's very dramatic. <laughs> she's getting kidnapped. That's not something to laugh about, but it's very dramatic. Uh, Sam confronts Dr. Garrison. Um, and he explains, um, oh, babe. oh, I lost her. Babe? Yep, there you, you are. You froze. Hi. I was just gonna no, you froze. make a note. I don't know if you mentioned that the little girl is wearing a red hoodie with the hood up. I did, oh, yes. Did. Okay. She is wearing a red hoodie. So, in case you can't tell who that is, they've made it very obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so Sam goes to talk to Dr. Garrison. He says he, he wants to talk to her about Callie. Um, and he tells him that what happened was not an accident. Um, and Dr. Garrison's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, and Sam's like, there's things you don't know about your wife. She poisoned Callie. And... Uh, and this pisses Dr. Garrison off. He's like, no, like, leave, goodbye, and shuts the door in Sam's face. Uh, he doesn't lock it. I guess, I guess hospital room doors probably don't lock. Yeah. As a safety measure. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, Sam just barges right in. Um, and stops Dr. Garrison from calling security, and he's like, look... <laughs> Look, there's, I don't have time to be nice about this, um, because Callie is hurting people. Uh, and he's like, Callie is here, she's a ghost. Uh, and then Dr. Garrison looks at Callie and sits on the end of her bed and looks at Sam and he's like, so you've seen her too. What twist? Big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a twist. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we do a bit of jumping kind of back and forth here. Uh, babe. My laptop's dying. I need to plug it in real quick. <laughs> Uh-oh. Plug it in. Plug it in. Okay, I'm back. Yay, she returns. All right. Do-do-do. Um, okay, so while this whole conversation with Dr. Garrison is going on, Dean has gone to the house the, the grandma's house, and he finds a young girl, and she's pretty okay. Um, I think she's, like, a little scraped up on her forehead. But otherwise, she seems okay, just really scared, because Dean is get uh, or, nah, listen. <laughs> My words just broke. Um, she yells for, like, Dean to look out, and he gets attacked by the man who kidnapped her. Um, so they are fighting. Um, it is quite the fight. I'm guessing Dean is the huntsman in this situation. <laughs> what? Dean is the huntsman, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, they're fighting, uh, and then we cut back to the hospital where Dr. Garrison explains that he could, like, sense Callie's presence, uh, and he even, he even saw her standing at the foot of his bed, but he thought he was dreaming. Um, and Sam's like, you know, it wasn't a dream, and he, he says that she looked just like she did when she was eight, didn't she? And says that Callie has been trying to talk to him. Um, Dr. Garrison's like, hmm, you're not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says he's someone who knows a little bit about this kind of thing. Uh, and explains that Callie told them that her stepmom poisoned her. Um, and Dr. Garrison, he doesn't believe him. Um, and Sam says, well, Callie is killing people. She's angry and desperate because no one will listen to her. So you have to listen to her. And we cut back to the, um, the, <laughs> the super wiki calls it the Red Riding Hood house. <laughs> Where Dean and the, uh, Wiley Coyote man are fighting while Callie watches with a slightly creepy smile on her face. <laughs> um, and then you like hear faintly in the distant distance, um, Dr. Callie or Dr. Garrison calling Callie's name. Um, Dr. Garrison and Callie make this whole episode so much better. Mm-hmm. Like they, the doctor, especially they just kill it. Um, the Doctor is played by Christopher Cousins, and then Ava Hughes and Tracy Froese, I think is how you pronounce that, play Callie. I'm not sure which one of the, them is the younger Callie. It doesn't say in my cast list. But they, they do a fantastic job. Um, he, like, summons the ghost of Callie uh, by calling to her, and he uh, asks her if what Sam said is true. Did, um, did her stepmother really poison her uh and she confirms this um and this is we have this oh so such a moving scene such a for like a kind of like goofy ish episode this scene is so deep (laughs) it's so powerful um because dr garrison apologizes to her and he tells her that she needs to stop because she's hurting people um and it's okay because he knows the truth now so it's time for her to let go um, in more than one way. Um, and he turns back to adult Callie and kisses her forehead. And then we hear the heart monitor do the thing or it fla- the, the flatlining sound and the ghost disappears. Um, meanwhile, back at the house, um, Dean's about to stab this dude with some scissors. <laughs> when he comes back to himself and like freaks the fuck out because he has no idea what's going on. Dean is legit gonna stab this guy. Yeah. Like, dude. <laughs> Chill. Please. Um, well, I mean, were you th- I don't think he was- They were fighting for their lives. Kind of self-defense, but still, this is a, a human that's only being controlled by a ghost. <laughs> um, but this poor guy- this poor guy's done some shit. He's murdered two, murdered three people yeah. and kidnapped a girl. This poor guy needs therapy. Hopefully, I don't think he remembers it because he does seem really confused about like, what's happening. Him and the, oh, the so old hopefully lady he doesn't are both remember possessed. It. Like, how, I wonder what happens to them after this because, like... I think she died. Did she die? 
Um, Julie asked, she was like, was she dead? Is she dead? Did I kill her? And the boys don't answer. That's true. And I think it's really heavily implied that she died. This dude is probably going to end up in jail for stuff he doesn't remember doing. Yeah. Poor guy. He seems like he's actually kind of a nice guy. Yeah. (laughs) Sucks. Uh, we go back to the hospital, though. Um, Sam and Dean are saying goodbye to Dr. Garrison, um, who regrets that he couldn't let Callie go earlier. Um, and that after they, like, part ways, Sam, or Dean suggests that letting go is something Sam needs to do. Uh, which I totally forgot that that's, like, the lesson of this episode, is that they're supposed to let go, but somebody, this is the, just the first time that the monster of the week attempts to teach Sam this lesson in some way, shape, or form, he's not gonna learn it. (laughs) Uh, Sam does not learn his lesson. He has zero plans to just let of just letting Dean go to hell. Um, Also, Dean, do you not know your brother? (laughs) By this point, you should realize Sam is not going down without a fight. Um... So, we cut to nighttime. Sam sneaks out of the motel room, uh, goes to a crossroad, and summons the crossroad demon, who is played by Jared's then-girlfriend, Sandra McCoy. Um, (laughs) He threatens her with a cult. Um, She, I thought this was interesting, I'd forgotten this detail, she recognizes that the cult is not the original, and then realizes that Ruby helped them fix it. Um, which is an interesting detail that I had forgotten about. That, like, the the crossroad demon realizes that Ruby is assisting yeah. them. Um, it never, that never really goes anywhere, but I think it's very interesting. Um, she taunts Sam. Um, she suggests that part of him is going to be relieved when Dean dies. Uh, and he's like, like, he, Sam just wants her to break the deal or he'll kill her. Um, and she's like, uh, I can't break the deal and killing me won't break the deal because the contract, I don't hold it. It's held by a demon way more powerful than me. She won't say who this demon is. She does use he, him pronouns. Yeah. Which Um, confused me. Pretty sure this demon is, (laughs) uh, Feb, like uses she, her pronouns. (laughs) Spoiler, but I'm pretty sure this demon is Lilith. Yeah, because I I was so, remember asking you <laughs> during the episode. I'm like, who's Haley? Literally asked during the who's, episode. Who, who's she talking? It about? could be. It could. These are spoilers. Kind of. It could be Crowley, but we don't meet Crowley until after until season four. So I'm pretty sure that it's Lilith. She's... Plus, she's kind of the one that is being dealt with this season too. Yeah, Lilith is the one. We are just all the spoilers at the moment. Lilith is the one that they're going that they go after at the end of the season to break Dean's deal. Like, so I don't know. It's confusing. Um. Oh, oh, thought. This may be something that had to change because of the writer strike. Because case our listeners were not aware the original plan for this season was not Dean going to hell at the end Hmm. 
that's not how season three was originally supposed to end. It was supposed to end with Sam getting Dean out of his deal. Hmm. So I wonder if because they had to change that ending, if that affected this, like this is, this is like referencing something that got dropped later. Like maybe they were going to introduce Crowley earlier or something. I don't know. Um, very interesting. We'll probably never, ever know. Um, but Sam shoots her. Sam shoots this demon and kills it. <laughs> Sam is so hot during this scene. <laughs> He's so hot. I love when he gets really intense and scary, okay? <laughs> thing. Also, something I noticed this time that I never noticed before is the way... This is just a little tiny detail but I really loved it. When he shoots a demon, like, there's, like, the lightning crackling through her body. We cut back to Sam partway through her dying, and you can see the light, like, flickering on his face. It's so cool. It's just a neat little detail that really, uh, like, solidifies the scene. It's so good. Um, but yeah, that is this episode. I don't think I have anything else to say about this episode specifically. <gasps> I do have a thing I learned, though. What? Um, so you know how I have wondered for forever and ever who plays Yellow Eyes in the pilot episode? Oh, yeah? In the cold open? It has been confirmed by Jared, um, and I will link the article where he briefly mentions this in the show notes for you guys, that it is indeed Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, really? Yep. It's Jeffrey I knew it Dean was Morgan. his silhouette. It looked, it looked like his silhouette. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it is during um, Salvation when they face the demon again. Um, I feel like it might be because. When did they cast the other there's guy? Nobody. For Not till season two. Okay. Um, Frederick doesn't come in as Azazel until the season two premiere. So basically Jeffrey Dean Morgan played Yellow Eyes the whole first season? I think he may have. Uh, Jared doesn't mention at all Jeffrey Dean Morgan being the silhouette in any situation beyond the pilot, but I have a feeling that he probably played, he probably was the like stand-in silhouette during Salvation as well, and obviously he plays Yellow Eyes in um, Devil's Trap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, That's cool. we have it confirmed that at least in the pilot episode, Jeffrey Dean Morgan does indeed play Yellow Eyes, and I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very proud of myself. It's just nobody was ever credited, and yeah. so I was like, it's probably just like an uncredited stand-in thing. Like, he was on set, we need a dude about the same size and shape of Jeffrey Dean Morgan, let's just use <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's cool. But yeah, I don't... Uh-huh. This is very neat. And of course that that um article will be linked in the We've show notes. I've been speculating about that for a while. <laughs> I've been wondering. <laughs> Genuinely been wondering. I don't have anything else to say about this episode. <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to mention, babe? Uh no. What's so. the next episode gonna be? It is Red Sky at morning. Okay. With one Bella Talbot Yay. looking like a goddess in that black dress. <laughs> I 
I'm very excited. We also get to talk about um, Hands of Glory, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, so that is next week. I'm very excited. Or no, not next week. That will be the week after. We are moving mid-May, so for the next... Let's see. This episode will go up on the 24th. So, um... Our next episode will not release until the 8th, and then I think we'll probably do another, like, one week off, one week on, and release our coverage of episode 7 on the 22nd, because we move on the 16th, (laughs) and I do not want to have to record an episode that week. Yeah, no. (laughs) Uh, Our schedules have been, like, super, super hectic. Um, once we are living together, it's going to be a million times so easier. much easier. We're going to have to account in, like, travel time into our recording schedule. And we won't and have to record that. over Discord so, anymore either. Yep. Yep. Um, it will just be a million times easier. So, but for the next, the next two episodes are going to be on a bi-weekly schedule. So, after the 22nd, we should return to normal. Um because we will be all settled into our new place and hopefully settled into our new recording schedule. But yes, for the next couple episodes, it's it's going to be a little rough. Like I say like it hasn't been a little rough for the last like month and a half. <laughs> Two. Since I started my job, it's been rough. Um, but yeah, I think that is all for tonight. I think that's everything I needed to we needed to talk about. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear and you haven't already, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, basically anywhere you can get podcasts. Also, please, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps people find us. It moves us up in the charts. And then we show up in people's recommended feeds and stuff. Um, It helps the algorithm. You can also, I learned this recently, you can leave, like ratings on Spotify too. You can't like leave a review. It's just like a five star rating. I think. Um but if you could do that, that'd be really cool too. Um and if you have any fellow supernatural fans that you think might enjoy our show, tell them about us. If you want to reach out, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Talk About Sam Pod, on Instagram at We Need to Talk About Sam Podcast, and on Tumblr and TikTok at We Need to Talk About Sam. And I run all those accounts. Um, but if you would like to follow me personally, you can find me at Lil Red Who Could on Twitter and the Little Red Who Could on Tumblr. And Haley, my love, where can the people follow you? You can find me on Twitter at on 3 and Tumblr at hfthoughts-blog. And as always, all of those links, as well as the link for our outro music, um, which is by our outro music is... Goodness, where is it? Uh, show me. Show me the thing. I can't remember what it's called. Um, our outro music, I don't know if I've mentioned this in a while, it's a, a mix called Normal Life by Jake Lyon... Heart. It is not showing me his name. There we go. Yeah, Jake Lionheart. And that is also um, linked in these show notes as well as any any other details for this episode. All of the information is down there. Um, and I think I've covered everything. So that is it. Thank you guys again so much for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.